Hello, everyone. I am Pastor Steve Dickerson coming to you from Placerville Church of the Nazarene. And I'm glad to share with you another message out of Hebrews chapter 12. Today's message is because it's good for you. Last week, in the first part of Hebrews 12, we saw that true faith has great consequences. And we looked at those uh, champions of faith, the heroes of faith, and, and saw that it was because they stepped out in faith, they did the tough thing, that great things happened for God. And today we see that not all those uh, consequences are pleasant ones for believers, even, even though they may be good for them. And discipline is a result of faith. So why would a loving God let things happen to us? What, what's he doing through those things that occur to us? A lot of times when something bad happens, somebody says, well, why me? And I heard a wonderful uh, answer to that. Well, why not you? What can God do? in your life? What, what can he use these situations, these circumstances, in, in such a way that he's going to produce what he wants to see in your life? You becoming more and more like Jesus. So I'm here today to tell you this. Divine discipline produces holiness. And so it's good for you. You may not like it all the time, but you do it anyway. You know, we have all kinds of things in life that that we're not really very fond of, or maybe we just don't like them at all. I, I, what comes to mind when, when you think of something that, that you do that you really don't like? Um, the first thing that I thought of was eating vegetables. Vegetables, especially spinach. When I was a kid, um, we would have this frozen spinach. It came in a little cardboard, kind of a wax-covered uh, paper cardboard box and it would you put it in a pan and heat it up and it just was mushy and and it was just it was horrible and the, the texture of it everything about it and and this the smell and it was terrible you know and even though Popeye loves spinach and we would try that use that kind of uh, you know argument that well Popeye likes it and makes him strong now, I've learned to like spinach better. Uh, fresh is much better. I, can, I like that, and it's very good. So maybe you have a favorite vegetable that you dislike. Um, but do you eat it anyway? Have you had kale? I mean, kale, it doesn't really taste like much. Uh, uh, some people say, oh, yes, it's delicious. Well, okay, good. Um, I eat some of that anyway because I know it's good for me. What about uh, another thing? Did you think of this? Exercise. Oh, yeah. Uh, exercise is good for us, but we a lot of times don't like to do it, but we know it's good for us, so we should. Colette and I have been doing a lot of walking over this um, past six months, uh, and it's been, it's been very good for us to get active. And, and so I would encourage you to, to exercise, too. One of the things that uh, we hear all the time that's good for us is water, drinking water. Well, I drink a lot of water, and I'm not drinking so much soda. We used to call it pop. But, you know, Coke has water in it. But still, um, cutting, cutting down on Cokes, drinking more water. I don't like that, uh, but it's good for me. Eating fruit, I do like fruit. Some people don't get enough fruit. Um, uh, you get fiber, you get an anti 
and the toxins and, and all that good stuff that comes through eating fruit. Um, how about taking your medicine? Uh, some people don't like that, especially when it doesn't taste good. And um, how about going to the dentist? Uh, we don't really care for that very much, but we do it because it's good for us. Flossing is one of those things. Oh, man, flossing your teeth. Uh, we don't like to do it, maybe, but it's good for us. How about this? How about going to work? Oh, man. Um, effort, energy. Uh, maybe you don't like the people at work, uh, but you make money, and you have to p pay your bills. And hopefully, through all that, something is produced that's worthwhile. You're productive in your, in your work. Uh, I remember this one, certainly, going to school. Uh, why do I have to go to school? And, and, and hopefully, when you go to school, you'll learn something that's useful. Uh, I think that's much better if you go to school for learning than just to get a grade. And it's too bad that sometimes our system kind of moves us along in that direction. Another thing I think about that uh, is good for you is going to church. Um, have you ever had a time in your life when you didn't like going to church? Um, you know, I, I, I never had that experience because I didn't grow up in the church, but I, I hear from some kids from time to time that they didn't like going to church. But I'll, I'll tell you, church encourages goodness in you. Uh, I, I mean, going to church, God has a chance to affect your life and, and make changes in your life. It, really, the purpose of going to church is to learn about Jesus and become like him. And so I, I'm telling you today, divine discipline produces holiness. And church is a way to do that. Well, I remember this story. There was this mother, and she went to wake up her son on Sunday morning for church. And she knocked on his door, and he said, I'm not going. And she said, why not? And he says to his mother, I'll give you two reasons. One, they don't like me. And two, I don't like them. Finally, his mother said, well, I'll give you two good reasons why you will go to church. One, you're 47 years old. And two, you're the pastor. Sometimes I've felt like not going to church, but I always go. I love, I love going to church. So when we think about that, how does God help us become like Christ? He uses divine discipline. And so our, our real topic today is that divine discipline produces holiness, Christ-likeness, a purity, a faithfulness in us. And so we're going to be reading now from Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to begin at verse 5. We're going to skip over the middle section just real quickly and then uh, go down through 13. Here we go. If you have your Bibles, I, I hope that you'll open them and follow along. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Hebrews 12, 5. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those 
he loves. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. And as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. The passage goes on, says, whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined by his father, if God doesn't discipline you as, as he does all his children, it means you're illegitimate and you're not really children at all belonging to him. And since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of of the Father of our spirits and and live forever. And then verse 10, I want you to see this. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. And then there's a little bit of a conclusion in verses 12 and 13. It says this, So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet, so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. So we think about this concept of divine discipline and how it produces holiness in our lives. So I want to give you several things here. Number one is that discipline is good for us. You know, if you, you ask somebody about discipline and they say, oh, I don't like discipline. No, we don't. A lot of times we don't. But, but God's discipline shows us that he loves us and that we are indeed his children. God is a perfect father, and he disciplines us through instruction, and that's usually positive. But he also disciplines us through correction, and that's sometimes negative. As his true children, we strive to endure the discipline that will shape our character to be like his. So discipline's good for us. Number two, discipline is not enjoyable. It's painful. God's discipline helps us to really live. I mean, to live truly and to live forever. I have a question for you. Did you uh, respect your earthly father? Uh, this is a hard one for me. My dad was an alcoholic and... I never knew how he might react in any given situation. I, I was scared of my dad. But after I became a Christian, I learned to love my dad and, and to even have a, 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 a small amount of appreciation for him. And, and that began to grow. And, and actually, the more mature I became as a Christian, the better I did did at being a, a son. Um, he was not a good dad. He was not a, a good granddad. And, and one of the challenges was for me to teach my boys to respect their grandfather. Well, God convicted me of my attitude, and he helped me to learn how to honor my dad. 
and he even helped my dad become a better dad. It's amazing because we even got to the place of trust and respect, and we asked my dad to come and stay and care for our boys for a week uh, one time. And boy, that was a that was a big step for me, and it was a big step for my dad. In the last years of of his life, my dad had had quit drinking. He had thirty five years in sober, and that made a huge difference in him. I'll tell you, it was a great thing because my dad was here at church here in Placerville the very first Sunday when I came to be the pastor, and that was a miracle. So number three, this idea of divine discipline, it makes us more like Jesus. God's discipline continues through our whole lives, and and it's always there for our own benefit. Now, even though our earthly fathers were imperfect humans, at times unfair, maybe arbitrary, maybe inconsistent, they often did what was right, and they did the best they could and, and maybe they even did some things that were wise. But compared to our earthly fathers, even doing the best they knew how, our Heavenly Father is perfect. He is infallible. He's consistent, and He's always fair. He always uses just the right means of discipline and the right amount to accomplish His will in our lives. God disciplines us for a purpose, to make us more like Jesus. It is always for our best, and it's always for the long haul. And then one more thing about a divine discipline. It, it is the way to right living. God's discipline is of ultimate value to us. All discipline seems tough while it's happening, but afterwards the end result will always be worth it. God's discipline will result in the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And it teaches us how to really live. And so God prunes us, and he fertilizes us, and he weeds us, and he waters us to produce fruit, his fruit in our lives. So I want to talk to you. Here's four things about the the fruit of divine discipline. The first one is he gives us assurance. He loves us, we're his children, and he assures us by producing fruit. And and we can know that God loves us when he disciplines us. He develops maturity in us. He He perfects our spiritual lives. He helps us to grow and become more and more like him, complete. There is this fruit of conformity that he draws us closer to himself, we become more like him, we conform to his very best for us. I I was thinking about this, if you're on a sports team, you have to conform to the coaches and and, and then the team's successful. If you're in the military, you have to conform to your squad and, and to your regiment and all those things so that you can accomplish your purpose. The The fourth thing that is a fruit of God's divine discipline, is holiness. He purifies us, he consecrates us, and he makes us useful for his kingdom. He gives us spiritual gifts. He gives us his spirit, all so that we can be 
part of his family and work for the kingdom of God. So, because of divine discipline, four, no, three things here, I guess. Number one, we're stronger. Discipline makes us stronger. It makes us stronger in our faith. It makes us have greater hope. And it helps us with perseverance. Discipline helps us persevere in the faith when the times get tough. And because of divine discipline, we remain on the right path. Uh, the undisciplined stray. If we are disciplined in our faith, we will stay true to what God has called us to, remain on that right path. And because of divine discipline, the third thing is that we reach the goal of our faithfulness. Our faithfulness causes us to be disciplined, to grow, to be more and more like Christ. And the goal of that faith, faithfulness, is to really be like Jesus, to be that child of God. Now, I have a question for you. If you've not exercised for a while, and then you take something up and you begin, what happens? Well, I would imagine you get sore, and you have sore muscles to show that you haven't been exercising those muscles very well. Perhaps you tire easily. You just don't have the strength. Maybe you feel like you just, you just can't go on. You, you feel like you want to give up. You may feel weak. You may want to give up, but don't. Because God says you will not fall, but become strong. I want to remind you of these last two verses of Hebrews 12. This is verses 12 and 13. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. So this idea of perseverance faith, hope, all working together because divine discipline produces holiness. And that's what God has called you to be, to be holy as he is holy. And you'll be strong. You'll be strong enough for anything that comes your way that God allows to come into your path. And in all of this, you can be victorious as a child of God, as a part of the kingdom, because God disciplines those he loves. So you are disciplined for a purpose. I invite you just to consider this passage, and I'd like to just pray for you right now. Lord, I just thank you that you discipline us as a loving father, and you do it for our good. So Lord, let us look at the things that are happening around us, and let us see, if we examine closely, we will find your work in all of those things, the good things and the bad things that happen to us, you can use for your glory if we will enter in and give you permission to work your way in our life. May it be so, and may we be more like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you this week. Look for opportunities to receive that discipline.
and be more like Jesus.